The move of the Spirit must not be lost to this generation. We have a mandate to teach and admonish the body of Christ in the ways of the Spirit and to stir them up to take the power of the Holy Ghost into their world. God is ready to do a new thing. Are you ready? So Jesus is coming back very, very soon. And notice what he said in verse 12, my reward is with me. Now notice that Jesus has a reward. And he says he wants to give it to every man according as his work shall be. And you know, the work that we do for the Lord, if it's in his perfect will, it brings with it reward. God is interested in rewarding his church. He's interested in, in, in rewarding churches. He's interested in, in rewarding ministries. He's interested in rewarding people. Obedience. He wants to reward. He wants to give reward, his reward to them. But in order to qualify, we have to be about his work. Can you say amen? We have to be about his work. And we have to be, it kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier, that we need to be knowing in our spirits that we're in exactly the things he wants us to be in. That we're doing exactly what he wants us to do. That we're not just striving for something in faith. Oh, this is a good idea. Or maybe we should try this or try that. I remember one pastor that came uh, to this town years ago and he told my dad, well, I'm, I'm coming. I just want to let you know I'm going to be starting a church because I know you have one here. And I think I'm just going to try it out. And see how it goes. That's what he said to my dad. <laughs> well, you don't try it out and you don't just see how it goes. No, you're either led to do it or you're led not to. Yeah. You're either led to start it or you're led not to. There is no trying things out. People, people spend their whole life trying things out. I'm going to try this out. I'm going to try this endeavor out. Maybe this will work. Maybe that'll work. And it's, it's just this flip-floppy kind of life that they live but we don't need to be trying things out. We need to be led by his spirit, led by the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen? Glory be to God. The Lord is wanting to position his church to be in tune and in uh, perception with what he is saying. And he needs his church to be listening. For the time is near, the time is at hand. So where do, how do we listen? How do we listen? We listen within our spirits. Turn over in your Bibles to uh, Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And look at the 14th verse. So Christians need to be led by the Spirit of God. Led by the Holy Ghost. And... Well, I'll, let's read the scripture first and then we'll go into that. Romans chapter 8. Look at the 14th verse. It says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Glory be to God. Look at the 16th verse. The Spirit itself, or a better translation would be himself, <clears throat> beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And so look again at the 14th verse. It says, for as many as are led. 
by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. Sons of God can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. Should expect to be led by the Spirit of God. And should be waiting on the leading of the Lord in every affair of life. The big things, the little things, and everything in between. You know, the Lord will lead you and guide you if you ask him. He'll show you if you ask him. He'll, he'll guide you into the perfect, the perfect will, the perfect plan, the perfect place for your life. And the, the sons of God, and we're all sons of God, according to the scripture, that we're all sons because we're in Christ. Okay. And the scripture teaches how there is no male or female in Christ. There is neither bond nor free, but we're all in Christ. But the scripture speaks about how we're all sons of God because we're heirs, because we have an inheritance. And it, but sons or children of God can expect, can expect to be led. They can you they can believe to be led. They can operate in faith when it comes to being led by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We were not meant to go through life making our own decisions. We were not meant to go through life following our own way, figuring things out ourselves. The Lord doesn't expect that of us. No, the Lord, the Lord made provision for us. Part of the wonderful plan of redemption. Part of the wonderful things and among all the other wonderful things the Lord has done, one thing that he has provided for us is that we can be led by his spirit in all affairs of life. Can you say amen? And you notice that you qualify to be led because you're in Christ, because you're a son of God. And a lot of times people have had the erroneous idea that you can't be led unless you're fully baptized with the Holy Ghost. But actually, all children of God in Christ can be led and should be led by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. So that means anybody in Christ. That means that if, the, if they will understand it from the Word and become aware of it in their spirits, that anybody in a Baptist denomination or a Catholic denomination, anybody in, in Christ can be led by the Spirit of God. And should be led by the Spirit of God. Led by the Spirit of God. Now notice verse 16. He says the Spirit himself. Beareth witness with our spirit. That we are the children of God. Now there is only one uh, Greek word for spirit in the New Testament. And so in its pneuma. And so the translator has to decide in context how that word should be used, whether it's the Holy Ghost or whether it's our human spirit that's being talked about. And so, for instance, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, it says the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. And people have had the idea that, well, that must be the fruit of the Holy Spirit. But that's not, the, that's not correct, according to the scripture, because the Holy Ghost doesn't bear fruit. The Holy Ghost doesn't bear fruit. No, but John, the Gospel of John chapter 15 teaches about how Jesus said, I'm the vine. 
and you are the branches and the fruit grows off the branch. And so when Jesus said, I'm the vine, well, he is the life source. And within that is the Holy Ghost, obviously. He's the life source. The fruit doesn't grow off the vine. It grows off the branch. And so it's not the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost doesn't bear fruit. No, we bear fruit. And so the fruit of our human spirit, because we've been changed, because we've been made new creatures in Christ, uh, is love, is joy, is peace, is long-suffering, and so on and so forth. And so in the context of what we're reading here, it's the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, himself, notice, not itself, but himself, because the translator, again, he, he was with preconceived ideas and preconceived notions and religious upbringing can have a hard time or would have had a hard time putting in certain words because he didn't want to overstep something or he didn't understand something. For instance, Isaiah 53 said, surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Well, literally it means sickness and pains, but because of a lack of understanding on healing, they put in griefs and sorrows. But it's literally sickness and pains. Well, here, it's the Holy Spirit himself because he's not an it, he's a him. He's the third member of the Godhead. And he bears witness. Notice, does, notice verse 16 again. The Spirit himself beareth witness with my head. Does it say that? Some of you got to wake up. <laughs> does it bear witness with my body? Does he bear witness with my emotions? No, it says the spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit, my spirit. Hallelujah. So where are you going to find guidance? Where's the guidance going to be found, in other words, in my spirit from the Holy Ghost? Where am I going to find light? In, where am I going to find the light that I need? It's in my spirit. Where am I going to find the direction that I need? It's in my spirit. And not in my head. And so see, this is where Christians can miss it a lot of times. Is they're looking for guidance and direction in the wrong place. They're looking for the answer in the wrong place. I remember years ago. When I had to make a decision about going to Bible school. Whether or not I was supposed to go. There were a lot of... Um, Issues that had come up in the midst of the decision. A lot of, of, of just um, circumstances that had come up in the midst of the whole thing. And, you know, you got obligations to people and to things. You got, you got um, responsibilities. And I was just consumed with, um, you know, the responsibilities of things back at church. And I didn't want to just run off and leave. And furthermore, this would be the first time that I, you know, was would be out on my own and just a lot of different things. And it was just kind of an uncomfortable choice to make. And I kept trying to get clarity. I kept trying to understand exactly what I was supposed to do. And I kept trying to understand, Lord, is this the right time? Is this, the, is this what I should be doing? And, you know, on top of that, I would have at the time be making the decision to go alone because at the time Lauren did not have yet the direction that she was going to go. We, but later on we did go together. But at the time I was going to be going alone and I just, I was struggling with it and fearful about it and w wondering what I should do. And I kept trying to get 
clarity and understanding of what to do in my mind. I kept looking to my mind for the answer. I kept asking people, get this, I kept asking people, what do you think I should do? Now that can get you clouded up real quick. And I know we've all been there. What should I do? Well, you're a minister of God. Why don't you tell me what I should do? Or you're a special person in my life. Why don't you tell me what I should do? And when you, you know, a lot of times, here's another thing. And I've made this mistake in, in my life too, is that you can, when you need to make a decision, the first thing a lot of times we do is go to people before we go to the Lord. Before we go to the Lord. We've, we've trained ourselves to go to people first before we go to the Lord. Spouses have trained themselves to go to the other person before they go to the Lord. <laughs> I love the word of knowledge, don't you? <laughs> it works. It's for people. And you can train, you can get comfortable going to people. And maybe even make quality decisions or good decisions by going to a person. But, but it's not of God. It's not the way it's supposed to be done. No, we should be going to the Lord first. We should train ourselves to respond first with what do you want, Lord? What do you say first? And so I was trying to go to people. I went to well-known ministers, talked to them about it. I mean, people, met wonderful people of God, experienced in the things of the Lord, had made the same kind of decisions that I had to make. And I went to them and stuff and just was struggling not getting answers, not finding what I needed. And, I, you know, the deadline to, to get in is, is approaching. And so finally one night, I'm laying on my bed and I'm just looking at the word. And, you know, when you're in his word, then you, it, it really calms you down. And it, it helps to, when you're reading the word and meditating on the word, it can get you in tune to hear, right? And the Lord just spoke up in my spirit. And here's what he said. He said, when you're in faith, you'll be at rest. When you're in faith, you'll be at rest and you'll be in peace. And the problem was I was all consumed with, wrong, with not making the right decision, hoping that I wouldn't make a bad decision. And I wasn't in faith. I was consumed with the fear and the doubts and the worry. And I wasn't hearing properly. And I was looking to my mind. And, you know, the Lord is so sweet. The Lord is so good to get our attention and to speak to our hearts when we, need, when we need him to. And he'll speak to you if you listen. But he said, when you're in faith, you're in rest. And so in other words, he was basically saying to me, get into rest by faith. And the answer will come to your spirit. And stop looking to your mind. Well, I decided I was going to make a step of faith. I was going to take a step of faith. Lord. I'm not going to worry about this. I'm not going to fret. I'm going to rest in you. I'm going to rest in the decision that I'm going to make and rest in your promise that you're going to lead and guide me. And it wasn't long after that adjustment in my life, after I made that adjustment, that the Lord was able to speak to my spirit where the answer always is. Go. Very simple. You, this is the time for you to go. And you know, once I got that clarity down here, man, it just, it just made things so much better because see the, the, see now here's the thing. The questions were still there in your mind. The obstacles are still there. The, the 
unanswered questions, the, the things that still need to be worked out are all still around you, but you have the peace and the knowing of the leading of the Lord on the inside. And see, if you're just awaiting and you're just striving in your mind to figure it out, then those obstacles and those questions and those circumstances, they are going to torment you. But if you'll get the direction down here and you'll wait on the Lord and get the leading of the Lord down here and know exactly what you're supposed to do in your spirit, then yes, these things will be around, but they won't move you. They won't shake you. They won't, you won't waver in those things because see people waver because they don't know. But when you know, you don't have to waver. It doesn't mean that the problems necessarily went away, but you, but you know now. You hold on to the word of the Lord. Are you listening? This is good teaching. Amen. And so see, you got the direction down on the inside and that, and then you can be steady and you can be firm in what you know you're supposed to do. And so the, the direction came and because of, because it was the right time and because it was the right um, season for me to go and by stepping out in faith and in obedience, everything worked out. Every position was filled. Everything was smooth. The transitions were smooth. Everything worked. And you know, the Lord was able to bless. And not only that, but because of my obedience to obey, my obedience to go, it also helped make way for her to make a better decision. And I believe that, that, um, when you make a decision, a quality decision to obey God, it's going to affect the people around you. It helps other people. And so the Lord wants to lead and guide us. But the guidance is found in your spirit. Thanks again for joining us today. If you would like to partner with Stephen Overbaugh Ministries, you can visit our website at stephenoverbaugh.com or you can follow us on all of our social media platforms where we continue to teach and admonish the body of Christ in the ways of the Spirit and stir them up to take the power of the Holy Ghost into their world.